show me the news. And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's show me the news. Welcome to Show Me Your News, the pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases. If it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Yoko, and man do I love XSplit. Hmm. I am Super, and I have spent way too much time on Fire Emblem this week. I'm Tony, and I'm finally not sick anymore. Hooray! We are part of the Show Me Your News network at showmeyournews.com, okay. and we are broadcasting for the first time on our new Twitch TV account, twitch.tv slash showmeyournews. You know, Livestream had a good run. It served us well for quite some time, but I, I think the benefits of Twitch overall, it's a more engaging stream as opposed to, oh, we just got to go with a still image as a backdrop because anything else might suck up too many computer resources with that Livestream Procaster. So... We'll be doing a lot of streamings, uh, streams from here, and we hope it will serve us well from here on out. Anyway, our top stories today. Nintendo not only made some changes in their front office, but they made a decision about this year's E3. It's questionable and has uh, different outcomes, and we'll talk about those. They also did a new Nintendo Direct, kind of in relation to that first topic here. A lot of big stories, and we'll get into that. The new Xbox, we talked about some of the leaks that and rumors that are going about uh, last episode a couple weeks ago. Well, that date was confirmed when they'll be revealing it, and we'll get our guests' opinions on that. The hilarity of the week, it does relate to Xbox, but they have an app for Pizza Hut. We've got a story pool, we'll get on our soapboxes, and maybe we'll have a thought if we have time, but first got to welcome back a couple guests. It's really been far too long for them to both be on Show Me Your News in conjunction here. Cyberlink420 and GameBuddy, welcome back to Show Me Your News. Yay! Yay Happy yes. to be here. High five. I remember those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to have you on a couple weeks ago uh, because that was, you know, right after April Fool's and we were kind of reminiscing a bit on that and you guys had your... I'm not making episode two. Oh, really? <laughs> Are you sure no. about that? <laughs> no, I will no. not submit to the torture any longer. Although I think Falero's in the chat, so he'll probably whip them oh, up into a frenzy about it. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Whatever you do. Well, I gotta say, it was, very, to him. it was very enjoyable, and I wanted to get your opinions. You know, where did the idea come from? What was it like you know, making it? You know, Give us some The idea came will. from the fact that the original is a terrible, horrible show. <laughs> Good enough inspiration, I'm sure. And that's yeah, it. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I think that was pretty much it. Um, but yeah, I know, and I think it just came out of a, a Cyberlink wanting to not only do a good April Fool's, but also kind of make a version of that show that was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. As opposed to just, I, you know, total fan service and all. Yeah, because I think, I think you said it before, is that it would be great if it got licensed and somebody gave it a gag dub. Like just threw everything out and basically wrote it like like we did. Because <laughs> yeah, it's I know, a, I know the uh, manga is getting brought over here, which is apparently better paced and a little less fan service heavy. So fingers crossed. Interesting. It's it's mm-hmm. still a bizarre concept for the original show for sure. 
Yeah. And beyond all that, the backwards hat thing was my favorite joke. Word. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I got to give uh, props to my buddy Dirtek from Embro Satellite for letting me oh, film in his yeah, house yeah. and use his uh, fifty cent cutout. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, man. it was excellent. Well, I mean, it's great to have you back on. Um, so we've got some Nintendo news to get into, and we figured it'd be you know very interesting to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, not only did Satoru Iwata become CEO of Nintendo of America, making him basically global CEO. Uh, he then made you know the decision. It's kind of been building up to this, and it's it's kind of bizarre just to see it come to fruition that Nintendo is foregoing their big stage show at this year's E3 2013. Um, you know, in lieu of they're going to be focusing more on Nintendo directs, uh, you know, really customizing their show for different audiences because after all, E3 is a show for investors and those in the industry i mean granted over time we've kind of adapted it as fans and you know enthusiasts of the industry to kind of make it into our own but i think sometimes especially when there are more disappointing um press conferences and i think you know we're almost all guilty of this at some point or another we we forget the target audience here i wanted to get you guys first opinions when you heard this news what was the first thing you thought of hmm I will go first. Uh, I'll be honest. When I first heard this news, I heard it from a source that I was talking about it vaguely. Hmm. When I sat down today to look through the outline, that was basically my first real confirmation. I had guessed this was this was the news. So this is me still fresh off learning this, and I'm thinking to myself, all right. Yeah. After uh, the, aren't you absolute- sad we can't watch it together? A little bit, but after the absolute travesty that was last year's E3 show, and then how Nintendo Direct came up almost nearly afterwards, and then was just like, by the way, this is everything you wanted to see. (laughs) I was like, okay, that's cool. I just wish we had knew that was coming along. And now that they're basically telling us that, we're just going to tell some people what's going on, Mm -hmm. and then we're going, but we're going to give you everything that you want through these Nintendo Directs. And I'm actually kind of super excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, they've all been good. Yeah. E3's been getting less and less awesome each year. Mm-hmm. Because I think that while the target audience is, like, the press and all that, I think they would do a better job actually making the show presentable for the fans rather than the press and all that. Mm-hmm. Because... The way I see it, they, the press and all of them, they're going to look towards how the fans react. And if we react negatively, they're not going to give the money. And the investors are not going to give money to these people because it's like that's not exciting for the people that will actually buy it. Mm. Right. So if they're not getting us excited and we're not going to buy it, then, you know, I don't see the point in having a conference. Yeah, and I think that one of the on the one hand not having an E3 conference causes them to lose out on a lot of the like mainstream news visibility like mm-hmm. there's it's pretty obvious that most mainstream news uh outlets don't know what a Nintendo Direct is or like when it comes or anything like that mm-hmm. but on the other hand this E3 I think they would have been completely overshadowed by the yes. PS4 and uh Xbox 
Durango 720, whatever. Whatever you want to call it, yeah. So, so I think that you know, unless they decided we're going to make the 3DS XXL, then uh, <laughs> they're just going to complete. They're just going to completely lose all visibility. Don't joke in the about larger, that. Uh, it's the size of an entire HD TV. Two of them. You you wear it as a backpack, <laughs> dude. <laughs> It's just a poltergeist. Tony's like, now I want yes, one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, you had me a backpack. But uh, yeah, I think, that, I think that in the long mm. run, this is uh, wise. And all things considered, everybody of the last few directs has been saying, wow, these have been as good as an E3 conference anyway. So mm. if that's what they want to focus on, then I say more power to them. Yeah, I think that's the key there is that the Nintendo directs have been received as far as I can tell, pretty positively across the board. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw one comment from, uh, I can't remember what article it was, but it was on a business-centric website, aside from a, a gaming journalism. Right. But he basically pointed out that, that that's probably their strategy, is they, they realize that E3 is, even with all its flashiness and its very, very consumer-centric shows, that it's for the press and investors. And Nintendo has been doing directs, and that's basically accomplishing that informing the consumer. Is the people that, that they want to buy stuff, they're the ones that they want to speak to directly, and they just realize that E3 is not an efficient way to do that. And, um, yeah, somebody, I saw somebody suggest that they save some of what they would spend on this and pour it into um, holiday marketing campaigns. Yeah, right. and because I mean the 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 gaming uh, press is going to be informed because they're going to watch the Nintendo Direct, yes, and those things, and they're still going to report on that. the uh, The mainstream press a might mention you know a couple of big things, but it's the gaming press and speaking to the consumers directly. They're still going to get their stories from. Nintendo, it just won't be through a huge E3 conference. Right. And to be fair, I would be shocked if we did not get a Nintendo Direct during E3 time. Oh, yeah. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I my think yeah, my the... worry is just I don't want it to become a kind of Konami thing. I mean, we remember Konami has done the pre E3 show and it's it had its, you know, couple hours run or whatever, but you get to the, you know, the big boys at the table and then it's kind of passed over. Yeah, but Konami has Mega 64, so that makes their conferences better. It does make them better. No, as a Mega 64 fan, I give you that for sure. Super, I think you're going to say something. Yeah, uh, one of the big things is what Cyberlink was saying earlier about how it, they'd be overshadowed with the whole PS4 and mm-hmm. Durango, whatever they want to call it, systems coming out this year. It's really important to note that this says no Nintendo press conference at E3 2013. It says nothing about future ones as far as i've seen very good point and i think that in 2014 i think we might actually see another nintendo press conference come back because the systems will be out by then Mm -hmm. or at least we're judging that they'll probably be out by then right we're already seeing a reveal or well i'm gonna miss the pageantry this year to be honest i mean it's it's been a thing since we've been following the past several years that oh yep each one has their own thing you know they really go all out for this but it, you know, absolutely right. You guys are making great points. It does make sense with you know the success of the Nintendo Directs. They get to you know cater their messages now more specifically. My only concern is that the Nintendo Directs will be taken uh, really to heart by those 
who are big Nintendo fans, who will watch it, you know, undoubtedly, who may already own a Wii U. I think the Wii U is right now in danger. It needs the the software, basically. I mean, the they fact, should have it. Well, the they fact should that be coming Man, out like this is really important that they come mm-hmm. out and do that is the big thing for me. Right. Right. Because and, the the like you said, the people watching the Nintendo Directs are Nintendo fans. You don't need to. They're gonna buy that crap anyway. Exactly. This is kind of weird. And uh, like Wii was popular because it got out there and found this mainstream audience, and now they're like, ah, we don't need that. Yeah. We're gonna I mean, get into this bubble. It's no secret that the Wii U is needing software. Granted, you know, Lego City is really solid. Monster Hunter is you know currently a pretty strong seller there. But for examples like the fact that Pikmin 3 is supposed to be in the launch lineup, and now it's slipped to, what, in August now? Yeah. I thought it was... Is it August? I thought it was late June. Gosh, I think it's August now. I think it is August. Maybe like the 12th or something like that. Like, it's, it's pretty inexcusable. I get that Nintendo wants to make these games perfect, and that's their MO, and that's what they do. But if you're going to just say, yes, buy a Wii U to those who are really going to be Nintendo fans who are going to undoubtedly watch these Nintendo Directs and you're not going to try to sell it really to anyone else, I think that's the part that you have to be a little worried about. Also, when you refer to you know the mainstream coverage, um, right now, as far as you know, American TV is concerned, granted you have different places broadcasting all over the web for these big conferences, but right now game trailers and you know, Viacom, by extension, is in charge of you know broadcasting all these things, you know G4 with them turning into Esquire. I think they've kind of fallen out of that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and mm. game trailers, <laughs> Michael Pactor. If you're a Nintendo fan, you see where I'm going with this. I don't see Nintendo getting as much coverage as we'd hope from these mainstream, if you want to call it that, news sources. So it's going to rely on game journalism, you know, blogs and all that. And it's going to be for the people who already follow E3 closely. I, I totally understand why they're doing it because of that overshadowing possible issue. But they're, I think for the people who are optimistic about this move, need to be cautiously so. Because I think there's a lot of uncertainty and it really depends on how they present it. I mean, uh, yeah, what you said. I mean, I mean, I mean. <laughs> no, no, it's it's a good point. It's just, um, I guess personally, I, like you said, like you said, I am optimistic. I'm not naively optimistic. Right. At the same time, it's just hard to. Ow, it's. I'm trying to think of a way to phrase this that doesn't make me sound like a fanboy because I'm not. Mm. Um, that a lot of of the the big. Um, analysts, or not the analysts, but the the gaming journalists are very pessimistic, I guess, when it comes to a lot of things Nintendo does. Because, I mean, Nintendo is, they still have a pretty pretty Japanese approach to all their business. They're pretty secretive. They don't openly discuss a lot of things that the other developers do. And a lot of of the, the gaming sites are pessimistic, but then they'll turn it around. Like what happened with with the 3DS, or or yeah. the fact that the you know the DS still sold you know a billion bajillion units, and I don't know little stuff like that. So I am I am cautiously optimistic, but at the same time I don't put much stock into the the gaming journalism bubble. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, there are journalists out there who do think it's fashionable to hate on Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, just like how there are some you know, who this, do the same with Sony and, and Microsoft. But because Absolutely. of what the Wii did to kind of uh, sullied up what gamer is, according to the, some of these journalists, I mean, it's it kind of makes them an easier target. And, I mean, it's important to also note out, you know, that the games will still be at the show. Nintendo absolutely will have a presence on the floor where journalists will be going out and trying out these games. And, you know, for this podcast, it's a big deal that, you know, there's talk of new Smash and whether it's, you know, screenshots or maybe, you know, our hopest of hopes that, you know, there's going to be a demo. Like, all that stuff will still be there. It's just how are they going to present it? My biggest hope, how they can turn this around and actually do a really good job with E3, Nintendo, you have an eShop that you want to direct people to. Yes. Last couple years, uh, you've done trailers in 3D because you know people couldn't see the experience and and all that. If you want to be at the show, you get the, the trailers on the eShop. Put game demos on the eShop. I know, I know. It's probably really difficult and you might not do it. But if you want a way to turn this around, have your floor demos go out on the eShop, even if it's for a week, even if it's for a few days. That's how you turn this around and try to cater it to the fans. That's 100% agree. I can't believe that they haven't done this before. Because, I mean, from what I understand from demos is that they they actually have to be, like, self-contained developed. Mm -hmm. It's not just like... So, for as much work as it takes to put, like, an E3 demo together, I can't believe that that other uh, devs and publishers haven't put, like, small samples of E3 demos, show demos... To download for a limited time, because I mean, what? I, I don't know. I I I don't know the logic behind that. If they're afraid people will hack it, or I don't know. That's possible. I think but they also still. might be concerned about the stability of the demo. Like I, I guess, I'm sure there are a lot of things, but again, like it, it's, it's why it all comes down to how do they present themselves at the show? If they just do, oh, we have one show for you know our fans, and then one for investors, or even if it's one 3DS show and one Wii U show and then investors. I think that's really going to be a noticeable backseat. And when you're starting to set yourself up in a place for this next generation where, you know, the PS4 and the next Xbox are going to be taking the stage and you've pretty much admitted that, yeah, you don't want to compete head on. You have to compete in another direction at another angle. And so... I hope Nintendo is smart enough to figure out how they can best do that. Mm. Anyway. Yep. Well, I mean, as far <laughs> as Nintendo Directs go, there has been a lot, especially with this latest one that was featured on uh, April 17th. That's Samurai Panda's birthday. Yay. Mm. Um, I mean, what was the one thing that jumped out to you guys as far as what they announced that was, you know, for this one? I am shocked that Earthbound is finally Earth, coming yeah. over. I think Earth, Earthbound and Link to the Past 2 were the biggest, like, holy crap moments. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the only two I actually caught. I was a little bit late to the conference. And then uh, as, soon as, I, as soon as I watched what I did, I had to go. And what I told you guys after, after this, I think, pre-show happened. And I haven't had much time to keep up with things. Right. I, I mean, I, I guess you did catch the two big ones then. So that was, yeah. that was important. Yeah. <laughs> Catching Link to the Past 2 was just like... What? And I was watching it. And I'm like, that's the exact same map from the original game. 
I thought of myself a little bit too much of a nerd to recognize the entire map, but... <laughs> but better. guys, this Link doesn't have pink hair. Clearly, oh. it's not the same world as... No, I'm kidding. No, oh. he, didn't, he, didn't, he, he didn't have pink hair in the Game Boy Advance remake either. Oh, no, that's, that's true. I thought yeah. he had... I thought he did. He had blonde hair in the remake. No, and then he the, had blonde hair, and he. I think he had the original pink hair in the remake, but the blonde hair in the Four Swords mode that was on it. I don't have to check that. But uh, I, yeah. I think the blonde <laughs> hair was just because they couldn't properly render like auburn uh-huh. hair or whatever right. he had at the time. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, the Japanese title is currently a link to the past too. Um, no word if that's going to be what it is in America, but same world. Um, you know, very familiar in a lot of that aspects, very top down using some 3d depth. And then the big hook is that not walking on shot walls. or a clock <laughs> shot is yeah, walking on walls where, you know, link can turn into a drawing and then use that to kind of, uh, askew, if you will, you know, to get around, you know, gaps by just using the wall. I mean, certain walls, of course, I mean, they're going to design the level specifically for that. Um, I hope they quicken up the animation than what they showed in the video because that was a little bit too long. I think that would break gameplay flow a little bit. Maybe a little bit, yeah. As somebody, as somebody pointed out, the uh, the flat wall drawing link looks a lot like the uh, stained glass link mm-hmm. from Wind Waker. Mm, that is a very good point. I don't know if that's just a style choice or I don't know. I well, mean, Zelda games are usually full of just small little tidbits from other games in them. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to imagine that this is, if we're going to talk Zelda timeline, this is, you know, just back-to-back with Link to the Past, right? Yeah. Well, you'd hope, think that. Hope. <laughs> we hope, right? Yeah, I know. It's either between Link to the Past and the Oracles or Oracles and Link's Awakening, I imagine. Well, when is, like, The Legend of Zelda and then The Legend of Zelda 2? Those so, are the last in the timeline, I thought. Yeah, I, so. I, just, I just thought about it. Well, I, those are same timeline after game... everything. I wonder if this mm. game actually takes place like maybe even after the Oracle games, and the Awake- Link's Awakening, mm. as in like Link returns to Hyrule. Mm. Ah, that's a thought. If we, if we, because that story was never finished, we never found out what happened to that Link after Awakening. Oh, we found they... out. He was just sitting on a piece of driftwood. And well, no, I know, but after he, eternity. yes, a- after that, does does he just drown? Or yes. Yes. Link, Link dies. The hero dies. Ending or the, the that's path. that's why they're all reincarnated and they're not descendants of each other. <laughs> I hope no, they no, wait another twenty five years to give us another encyclopedia, so we have to guess again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're spe- speaking of the Oracle games. I mean, those are officially coming out in America. Uh, you know, May thirtieth. May thirtieth on the eShop for 3DS. That's pretty great. Yep. Yeah, um, uh, those those will be bought almost. Immediately. Now, Likewise. one detail I didn't catch, and I'm not sure if they mentioned it in the show. Did they talk about the cross compatibility with the two games oh, with that trading and all a, that? That shouldn't be an issue because even back in the original games, you could do the cross compatibility thing without a link cable because oh, they had uh, passwords. I think yeah. that was like it was one of the first Game Boy Color games I had in addition to Pokemon Blue was Oracle Ages. So it's been a long time, and I'm not sure I've yeah. ever gotten back to it. But yeah, you're right. I. I bought and finished seasons, then I bought ages, put in the password to start, and then like right after I got through the first dungeon, I lost my seasons copy, so I couldn't use oh, any of the no. passwords. Oh, oh man. That's Rare couldn't figure out stop and swap. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Don't that turned get out start. so well. 
Um, no, I'm really glad because I, I never actually got to play those, and mm. they are they are lauded very highly. They are they are quite good. That Absolutely. Capcom quality, <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Now for Earthbound, um, you know that isn't something that's you know big on my list personally, but I know a lot of people, especially those who are you know who seek after those rare cartridges for the Super Nintendo. To have that, you know, widely distributed, uh, that that is a big deal, absolutely. Yeah, they haven't it's... really said what uh, changes they had to make. Like they said, they're gonna further detail that going forward. They haven't like announced if any of the music has changed or anything like that. Because I believe that was the biggest reason that it had to be held back. Um, mm. I saw I saw an article. I think it was Kotaku that Bill um, is it Bill Trinan? Yeah, he responded to that and said, as far as he knows, that music licensing with Earthbound has never been an issue for Nintendo of America. Oh, really? So yeah, now, I I don't know about um, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about uh, Mother Three, but uh, that was his his answer to Earthbound. So, I mean, that's good that that's not an issue, but at the same time, that <laughs> makes you go, well, then I guess they just didn't care for that long. Right. Maybe they'll change the beginning up so you know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> I have uh, I tried playing Earthbound ones, and I couldn't figure out what to do in the big start. Like, I thought I was going the right way, and then I got one-shotted by some dude. I'm like, I guess not. That That's kind of how they are. It's, it's, yeah, the difficulty is pretty brutal. Yeah, I just didn't know what the hell I was doing, so I'm just like, I, um, I just don't understand this. I'm just going to keep playing Smash Ness now. Well, did the you, uh, almost got Did you guys that. hear about uh, the guy who did the Mother 3 translation? Mm-hmm. Like, the fan translation came out mm-hmm. and said, yep. hey, if it would help, you can use my, like, translation. For if free. If you'll help get Mother 3, yeah, for free. For free. <laughs> 3DS virtual console, let's make it happen. I know, it's good old uh, Tomato from Starman.net. He also he also uh, created a an easier version of Mother 1, or Earthbound Zero, mm-hmm. that basically takes... Because Nintendo officially translated that game for the NES, but never released it here. He took their translation, which was leaked online, and tweaked it, and made it a little easier... And it's it's really good. Yeah, I, I'm honestly I think the the holy grail to come out of this is if Earthbound sells good on the Wii U that they will uh, translate and put out the Mother One and Two collection and Mother Three on the uh, mm. the 3DS Virtual Console. That would be that'd be pretty great. I mean, that would just be the second coming. Well, <laughs> plus with this with this Earthbound release, you got to think with the Wii U Virtual Console, which they also talked about. Uh, in conjunction with the new spring update that's out to make the system faster, which should have been around since the beginning, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's at least it's here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yada. playing off TV is a big thing, uh, and now that they're applying that to the virtual console, I mean, that is that's huge. Yeah. yeah. They're what? With you know the playing off TV on the gamepad. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, all whether you. Console games. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that yeah, I guess that's why that the launch lineup is a little weak. Right now, um, but you gotta think like they can only go up from there. I just hope that that process is faster. I imagine they'll they'll approach it uh, a bit like they did the Wii with weekly releases. I just hope that they have, um, I guess, more substance. Because yeah. I mean, towards towards the end of the Wii Virtual Console, they were like, "Hey, we're gonna have arcade games and Master System and Commodore 64," and I think the collective 
Wii ownership just went, who Why? cares? Yeah. <laughs> Here's a fancy chess version, eh, because we can. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping, especially once they get N64 games on there, that we see some uh, some definitely some releases that weren't on the Wii Virtual Console. Right. I, I still don't understand what's holding up Donkey Kong 64 that they can't just slap yeah. a few things over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's I true. Like that. Jetpack probably. <laughs> yeah, but even even Rare said not too long ago they said, well, you can just put something else, and they even like gave a list of of. <laughs> games that they could replace it with. Huh. No, no, hmm. no kidding. Huh. Yep. They also talked about new Super Luigi U, oh, yeah. um, which Don't is it. going to be the DLC, Luigi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I liked all the... That was like... I, I only remember all the Luigi stuff. I like forgot about Link to the Past and stuff. Well, you got the Luigi <laughs> 3DS, too, which... That's, that's, yeah, that's something. Well, it's cute. <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah. Which is more which is more cute? Animal Crossing 3DS XL or Luigi 3DS XL? Luigi. Oh no, man. <laughs> Luigi, okay. Luigi, Luigi's adorable Luigi. in in a dark moon. I mean mm, yeah. <laughs> That's true. I can just <laughs> still need to beat that. I don't know how else to say that. He's just I really just funny. I just beat the third mansion. Tony, let me ask you, this new Super Luigi U how much do you expect it to be as far as cost for DLC? I would say $10. Okay. Uh, I, what, I, what gets me is I'm not as excited for it now because it's like, okay, all the levels are timed quick. And I'm like, eh. And what really gets me, and I, I've never liked this, is when Luigi controls differently and he's got that flutter jump and the yeah. slow to stop thing. I, that's always bugged me. I always, I don't know, I'd rather he just control like Mario. I know he's different, then he's but just green Mario. I know. <laughs> just a That's little true, taller. but just give him funny facial animations or something. I don't know. It, it, uh, I'll have to adapt to it, I guess. I always kind of liked it because it it was another. It just added a layer of challenge. Right. Like the uh, I like the Game Boy Advance remakes of um, was it two Mario World that mm-hmm, added yeah. in his his special abilities because it was like. It was basically, like they said, a trade-off of, oh, he can jump higher, but he's a little floaty. So it's yeah. it's a it's another thing that you adapt your, your gaming uh, reflexes to. Yeah, it's just a little weird to me when I've been playing, like, Mario one way yeah. 25 years. <laughs> so now I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can do this. Okay, hold on. Give me a minute to get used to that. See, I agree with you, and I think that it should be $10. I'm just worried that Nintendo hasn't figured out their DLC pricing, and they make it like a $20 release for something like that. I wouldn't be mad at 15 but I feel like yeah. it should be 10 Yeah, no, I think that that's about right. Yeah, I think that makes sense, 15 at the most, because right. it, right. it is 82 new levels, but at the same time, like they said, it's it's more like a challenge mode for, for a, a hardcore player that the levels play quicker, so it's more like an extra challenge mode than it is an, a totally new game. Yeah. It's just playing through the special worlds in Mario 3D Land. That's I'm, I'm so, uh, me of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those were, those were fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish the entire <laughs> game was those. I'm not sure, um, I'm not sure how hard the Luigi, Super Luigi is, 
because um, I played through most of, of you with uh, other players. Oh, I don't know how yeah. I beat some of those levels on my mm-hmm. own. <laughs> they right. were they were deceptively difficult. Really? Yes. Yeah, I only I only got so far on my own. I I hear you. Uh, the other you know, big thing from this Nintendo Direct was the localization announced for Bravely Default Flying Fairy, which I think that's they are going to keep that name, at least the Bravely Default part in America. But 2014, I'm mm. a little surprised that they, you know, announced that and then say, oh, but you know, it's coming in 2014. Just like the uh, the next Professor Layton game. I mean, it's good to see that confirmed, Professor Layton and the Azran Legacy. But again, 2014. It's kind of an awesome name. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense when you play the games all the way through, which they were definitely building up to a big final installment. The last Herschel Layton game. Uh, I'm excited for that one. But where's my Professor Layton versus Ace Attorney? Where's <sighs> Ace Attorney 5? Like, Up Capcom's beehole. Oh, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Luke, I take it you at least you saw the new Ace Attorney trailers. I did. The game's coming out in July in Japan. I did. I'm trying to. I think from now on, I'm just going to try and avoid it because every time I start looking up Ace Attorney stuff pre-release, somehow the ending gets spoiled. So really? I'm just trying to uh. turn a blind eye to it until five comes out localized since we know it is coming Man. it is coming we just don't know when nintendo e3 uh, get on that <laughs> that is your one job i mean smash aside and all that i know you would think logic if that's true that that ace attorney five spoils um versus ending i mean you would think that's logical like oh okay well they must be working on both but uh, then again this is capcom so yeah, I think wow. level five is actually doing <laughs> most of the work on verses, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's that's what I understood. Yes, and you know, Nintendo is has published all of the the latent games. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you think it'd be coming? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else from this Nintendo Direct jumped out at any of you? Why do they release Mario Party games on the handhelds without <laughs> online? Uh, yeah, because Be- people still buy them for some reason. No, because like <laughs> I can, it's hard enough for me to like, hey guys, let's play Mario Party with my friends, and they all gotta be over, and we just go around the console and play. But now it's like, okay, guys, everybody buy Mario Party so we can maybe play it one time on our handhelds. <laughs> like, there's right. no if reason if, to do that. If that's not a download play game, I will. Th- yeah, <laughs> there's no point in getting it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I that's what that's why I kind of like having like Star Fox and like none of my other friends do because like if we hang out and just like, hey guys, we can play Star Fox because the entire thing is download play. Yep, the whole thing. You can't. Well, obviously the, the main game is single yeah. player, but the multiplayer is all download play. I get, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Uh, also, I was really happy. I'm really excited for Mario and Luigi Four. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, love I don't think game. there was new news about that, but they just showed more, and I got all giddy. Actually, I think that's mm-hmm. the game that's being bundled with the Luigi 3DS XL system, if I'm that's not mistaken. That's good, because I, I got the Pikachu one. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I, I, guess that, I guess that's okay, because that's rare as hell now. So yeah, It was nice to see, um, what was, didn't the another few Japanese games from level 5 are getting 
English releases. Yeah, yeah. I, so. That's just nice to see as a whole of of these little obscure titles that you know even five six years ago would have zero chance of mm. making it over here because yeah. they would just Are say, those all "Well, the ones in the 3ds eShop." I think yeah, so. Those ones, yeah. It's okay. just nice yeah, to I was see looking at those earlier. Not only with an advent of the consoles being more indie friendly, mm-hmm. but these these little little obscure titles getting chances to make it over here. Well, you got to think that's also should be improved in the future with Iwata being global CEO. Mm-hmm. That they can kind of, you know, coordinate their global strategies, whether it's for releases or what have you. So one would hope that, you know, only goes up from there. Yep. Uh, one other little last thing is sure. Yoshi's Island. Oh, yeah, of course. A new yeah, Yoshi's Island. Not That's... super hyped for this one just because Yoshi's Island DS was kind of underwhelming. And Do you this think one... the graphics look weird? Yes, they don't look cute. Yeah. What the it's heck? Like, it's like not even quite Yoshi Story. It's more like Yoshi Topsy Turvy. Yeah, because, I mean, Yoshi's Story did the, the 2.5D thing, but those little buggers, like, never sat still. They were so expressive and had so many different animations, but this looks very flat. My yeah. friend uh, loves Yoshi's Island, like, a lot, and he's always, like, he played the DS one a little bit, and he's always been mad at, like, how the music was so half-assed, like, new stock mm-hmm. Mario music. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, God. It's like the like the cave music in the old game is so freaking great and iconic. Yeah, but it, yeah, uh, I'm like more excited for Yoshi's Yarn now. I think I am too. Yeah, yeah. even even that one yeah. looked very. It had so much personality to it. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Just just do it. Just do it right, Nintendo God. <laughs> yeah. What's <laughs> me? I don't. I've I've probably said this on the show a lot uh, or a few times, but. When there's a long like year gap between games and you make a sequel, you should make it almost the same. You shouldn't add cars. You shouldn't add stickers. Just do it <laughs> again because that's what people want. <laughs> yeah. Then you can do something different. But give me the thing I've been waiting for a long time first, and then. Especially with this, it looks like they they are they're trying to make it look like the original Yoshi's right. Island. Right. But it, it doesn't. Wrong. Yeah. Like go back to you know the everything looks like it's hand drawn and cross stitched and yeah I don't know it it is well, it's like with you me said. on that because I haven't heard a lot about people saying that doesn't look very appealing. Well, if it I mean if it plays like amazing, that's okay. But the the footage looks a little stilted too. But right. I, I always thought that that half of the the charm of the original game was how it looked. How, yeah. how the whole world seems to play off of the very jumpy, fast-paced gameplay, and so you had yeah, a lot of quirky, quirky animations and characters, and that the what they showed just doesn't have any of that yet. Right. Yeah, Falero, Falero says, "I would like an actual Paper Mario game, please." Here, here. Yep. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Can, yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we got to change topics entirely because now we're shifting to Microsoft. And, you know, last week we kind of talked about all the different rumors that are floating around out there. I mean, different sources like Kotaku, like IGN, they've kind of compiled things. Well, the big thing that was this week is, you know, Xbox, Microsoft, they actually came out and said May 21st, that's the date. That's when, you know, we'll tell you everything. And it, it's, it kind of sucks to hear that, like, oh, they were considering April, like late April, like we know now for this show. 
and then like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna push it back, and uh, so strategy PS4, yada yada yada. <laughs> they wanted to see if they could undo the online only requirement. <laughs> uh, yeah. After so that guy on Twitter, Orthy. After that guy, you know. <laughs> we need a month to make this sound cool again. Crap. I mean, but this is something we're going to be talking about as it builds up. 2013 is a big year for you know these new consoles and all. So I, I pretty much wanted to get you guys' take on, are you excited for this new Xbox? What are you interested in? What are you not interested in? Your thoughts. <laughs> I'm biased. I don't thought. give a crap. <laughs> that I'm sorry. is that I think it was confirmed that the 360 controllers aren't going to work on the new console. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of pisses me off, considering that I just love the 360 controller. Like, say what you will about the D-pad. I've got I was going to say, you like that D-pad? D-pad. <laughs> I, I have a D-pad that pretty much works pretty well. It's one of the new ones. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Well, that's where, yeah. They, yeah, that's where they changed it. That specific yeah. redesign only for that. Yeah, I have one of the new ones, and it's an awesome controller, and it just fits my hands really well. And, like, dang it. I have a limited edition Halo 4 one, and it looks cool. Mm-hmm. I want to give it up. <laughs> well, I mean, granted, like, none of these are, like, confirmed, confirmed. PC but, games. Well, I guess, yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, none of this stuff is confirmed, yeah. confirmed. But, you know, according to all these different sources, that is what the word going around is, yeah. Right. Uh, outside of all of that, uh, I don't think I'll be picking this one up, even if, especially if they put, like, Halo 5 on the new system. I definitely won't be picking it up. So I'm just like, I know like the software sells systems, but like, I just like Halo Five to be on the 360, and then the next one to be on the new one, mm. and just have something else be your big killer app. I'd like to see new IPs from the Xbox this generation. They definitely need to do that. I, I, but I fully expect them to come out be like, media thing that this thing does, media thing that this thing does, media thing that this thing does. Here's one game. I yep. fully expect that. And here's here's one sure. Rareware yeah. game that nobody asked for. <clears throat> there is yeah. rumors that Rare are that Rare is working on. I know. Why do you think title. I brought it up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's Viva Pinata Three. That one I might actually play. <laughs> Killer Pinata Instinct Three. With <laughs> Connect. Isn't everybody yeah, at Rare that matter just gone at this point? More or less. Like just gutted. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't really matter to me. Even if they made Banjo 3, I'd be like, okay. No. Whatever happened to those rumors of, micro- of uh, Microsoft selling Banjo to Nintendo and Retro making the next game? I like those. Uh-huh. Bring those back. Those are, yeah. those are fun ones. Banjo it's, it's, 3, better with Connect. Yep. After well, speaking the, of... Um, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, after the, the PlayStation 4 um, pre-show... Mm-hmm. It's just hard for me to get excited for this one because I expect a lot of the the same stuff. Like yep. Microsoft can, they conduct themselves differently with Sony. Like Sony is usually the try to be interesting and cool and fall flat. Microsoft usually can at least fake it better than Sony. Mm-hmm. But I, I just expect them to go through the same things like, oh, our new console will have these specs and here's you know, the things that might we might be able to do with it, and here's a couple of trailers, and I just expect more of the same. And I am i don't look forward to it as much uh, because there are a lot of things with the Xbox now I don't like, like the how expensive gold is for 
you know what all the other consoles features are, are that you relatively need to play free. netflix you mean yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> that one doesn't um, make a lick of i understand that i i absolutely agree that that xbox live has the best dedicated multiplayer i mean i don't think anybody would argue that aside from pc users but yeah to to have to pay 60 dollars a year to be able to use netflix on my machine when right. $20 DVD players have Netflix streaming now. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, well. it's, it's hard for me to get excited for this because they're they, uh, they've had all these rumors, a lot of them very negative, and there's yeah. no, been no positive rumors like, oh, this developer's going to be there, and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'll, I'll watch it, but yeah, not, not really excited. Mm. <laughs> Did you guys hear the news that like a, a next-gen Sonic game is confirmed to be on it? that gives me like no that like scares me because the last time they like rushed an xbox sonic game release you Uh, make a solid point sonic the hedgehog 2013 (laughs) this time it's maybe they'll release this one on pc so retro can fix it i almost feel like buying a system to play what it plays super rushed copy because honestly it's just become such a great urban legend even Mm. Just this, the Sonic 06, and you just want to be a part of that history now. <laughs> I want to play this game so that I can cry on stream. Like I've, I've just been hearing so many negative rumors about the thing, like the always-on functionality, the heavy reliance on Connect, the supposed $500 price point. It's, it's just doing so many things to yeah. turn me off if all those are true. And they've yeah, done but... nothing to to placate them. Like, not even come out with a vague, like, okay, guys, all of your fears will be, you know, quelled at the thing. Or they've just been silent. Yeah. And, you know, and then you got, you know, people on Twitter making asses out of themselves. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and he says, oh, we were just kidding between buddies. He no longer is with the company. So, I mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, you mentioned Connect. I mean, I just can't help but think of the GIF, if you've ever seen it, with Bender, with Fry, and Bender's just going, Connect, 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 and Fry just breaks down crying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was after one of the uh, E3s where they were just, like, touting Connect a whole freaking conference. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, last year, it was Connect, 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 uh, Surface, and here's Usher. <laughs> Ooh, baby, baby. So bad it was awesome to watch. Oh, here's and the then the year before You're that, still wrong. Bump. No, yeah, no. yeah. I wish, I wish. Let me, let me put it this way. I'm not wrong, but I totally wish I was. No, you're <laughs> just wrong. After Nintendo Land and after Wonder Book, those were boring. I looked away. Usher was at least so bad <laughs> that I couldn't look away. And yeah, it was a train wreck. It was entertaining, but in all the wrong ways. Yeah, yeah but Nintendo you... Land was awesome, so you're still wrong. I'm still <laughs> sad that... No, Nintendo Land can be better, you know, after the fact, but that presentation was just awful. I know this was like two E3s ago, or three even. I don't know, it was when they were debuting the move, and they were playing a basketball game, and Kobe came to yeah. demonstrate it. I'm still, <laughs> yeah. like, sad to this day that he didn't go, Kobe! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he shot a basket himself, that would have made me like infinitely happy. They would have won E3 for that. Mm-hmm. I would have been as stupid and petty as super, but that would have been funny. Instead, it was, hey, man, give me that. Oh, no way. How do you turn it on? 
Yeah, though. No. And, and of course, great I... job, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Psycho Wing X and I in the chat had to bring that one up. Yeah, yeah I, I suppose my main point is just I remember Microsoft's conference. I don't remember Sony's or Nintendo's outside of just like the weird gates that magically appeared on stage for Nintendo and the Wonder Book kind of working. Yeah, but if all you remember is negative aspects, as then you don't I mean, remember that's the all conference. the wrong reasons. Yeah. Like all I remember is Usher and the South Park guys taking a piss out of the whole conference. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember the South Park guys. That was a great point. And I remember watching some Halo Four footage, and I remember watching, uh, getting excited about the Gears of War stuff. And I was Did actually you play the Gears of War in, game. Not yet. I'm. I'm still. I just got uh, back from a bunch of stuff, dude. I haven't had time to play games except for like yeah. on a bus or something. I hear it. I heard like, from like uh, some of the game stops I went to. It didn't do too good. It's yeah. a bit weirder from what I hear. It's like uh, all of it's sort of the horde mode game. Yeah, they're all horde missions. Mode. Horde mode. It's all the horde mode. <laughs> and I think every mission's kind of like that with an end goal, and that actually sounds good to me because. The campaign was something, but you actually kind of know, like, the story behind Judgment has been played to death. Yeah. So, like, in the, in the series, there's no real twists you can really do. So having it all be just, like, this complicated horde mord thing <laughs> would be great. I, I feel like I would have fun with it. I might be wrong, but from what I heard from a friend of mine, he's just like, yeah, it's basically just horde mord. Mm-hmm. Well, let's and keep on the Xbox topic here with our hilarity of the week. We, you know, kind of pick out an amusing uh, gaming news story from the past couple weeks, and we either, you know, highlight it and or just make fun of it. I'm leaning towards the making fun of it this week. This is the <laughs> application on Xbox Live for Pizza Hut, where you can order pizza using your Connect. Um, now, why? do you have to use Connect? Well, you don't Does have nobody, to use Connect. But you, Does you nobody want... remember Slash Pizza on EverQuest? Those were good times. <laughs> no. I know. Let's and, monetize and again, it. Right. I mean, if for Connect, you can, you know, you. I'm bumping into my pop filter. You can, you know, grab the pork or beef and have it hold your hand over there and have it select. Why? This this goes Why? back into what I said before. Do you have to have gold to use this app? Probably. I, I haven't been able to find if you can, but if you have, prime example of what I'm talking about. What the heck? I mean, I understand like the, the reason that they did this. Because, I mean, Pizza Hut has an iPhone app you know, that you can save your, your favorite ones and just hit one button. We're like, yeah. oh, order my favorite. And this is the same thing, but I mean, still, it's it's just a flash wonder, game made into an Xbox app that actually costs real money to Xbox app that you have to pause your game and exit to use from the looks of it. <laughs> yeah, because you know yeah. that doesn't inconvenience you. Yeah, there's no suspended play. I, it's there's just really no words. <laughs> actually. You just kind of brought up something that I'm actually going to be really interested in seeing uh, from the new consoles is suspended play. 
Yes. This is true. Because I have been loving it on the 3DS. Yep. Even the uh, the Wii U Virtual Console is just like the, the 3DS's suspended play in safe states. Mm-hmm. Now, the number one thing I want to see is suspended play for and uh, launching another app, a smaller app, or mm-hmm. even two apps, having two different things running at once being suspended. Well, you got to think if they can do that on 3DS, I think they'll be able to do that on a yeah. next-generation home system. I, uh, but having to suspend, like, if I want to suspend my game and go over to Swap Note, I have to actually end my game. Right. Well, Swap so, Note is different, yeah. Yeah, so I like, that's I like, what I was for, kind of getting at. And that I was a big Papa point. John's. <laughs> what are we talking about? Pizza, Pizza. Hut? <laughs> I wonder if Little Caesars will have six months exclusivity on the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> no, their owner is too busy spending money on the Detroit Tigers for baseball. So, did did anyone I'm... see that uh, comic with the the thing? It's like, hey, I got a Pizza Hut uh, app. Also, I did this for you. Also, I got a message from your birth father. <laughs> it just said, <laughs> "I love you, son, and I'm proud of you." <laughs> and the guy's like content, and then he's like. What do you think about that always on now? And it's just in the garbage. And he's like, damn, I shouldn't have had him pay for that 400 Microsoft Point DLC for pepperoni. (laughs) It's really weird. Uh, That just makes me think of it's time to watch baseball, son. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dad, are you Xbox? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I remember when I was still working electronics retail, that was the what I would use when people would ask about the Wii U. That was the example I'd use. Well, how does it work? Said, well, say you're playing and uh, somebody comes in and wants to watch baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I did that too, actually. And I didn't have a Wii U when I was selling it. And they were like, how you do it? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Now I gotta ask I'm just hoping that press conference didn't lie to me. I gotta ask Facebook the question stuff. because this was apparently requested. Did anyone come into that electronics store? You know, whoever has worked electronics here, and say, mm, "Yep, yeah, um, can I pause my game and order a pizza?" <laughs> nope. Uh, well, uh, you can now. My my best accomplishment in electronics retail was somebody was about to buy Sonic and the Black Knight. Oh, <laughs> and it was in a bin where Sonic Colors was in, and I'm like, get that one instead. Yeah, you'll like that one. <laughs> and you're I like, think... I did it. Yeah, I did. I was. <laughs> I think the weirdest comment I ever got was somebody who was trying to play a, a demo, um, and he, I, he was asking about a couple of games, and I was telling, him, oh, well, you know, this is out, and he just looked at me and said, you know, I, I can't believe that like Mario isn't on Xbox, and you can't just play all the games on one system i mean if they did that they would make so much money and i just i just walked away honestly i have somebody who's exactly like that on the bus to college all the time oh no and he just talks talks non-stop for a half an hour <laughs> that's good i got one of those guys that i work with now well, i think my favorite was these guys coming out they were just shooter heads and they're like, oh, how's the, how's the guns in this? And I'm like, I don't know. And he was how's just like looking at PlayStation. <laughs> and he was just like, he went to, I was just, he was wanting to know about PlayStation games. I'm like, you should try the Metal Gear collection. It's pretty cool. And he's like, oh, how's the multiplayer? And I'm like, I'm not talking to you anymore. Peace Walker multiplayer is pretty good, though. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? I wouldn't know. Well, here's the thing. We we saw the, oh, dude, uh, we, we, uh, 
Gamers Spawn, I think the channel's called. They just did a documentary on uh, Grand Theft Auto. Hmm. And uh, they went all the way to 4. Yeah. And they talked about 5 a bit, too. 5 looks really sweet. Uh, but 4 had some multiplayer in it, and Nathan was like, oh, I forgot about that. And I'm like, yeah, why is that in there? And uh, it's like people in cars driving off cliffs and parachutes coming out. And I'm like, dude, we need to be playing this now. <laughs> <laughs> it did not look like, oh, I'm just running around shooting people. It looked like That kind of sounds like Saints Row, though. It, I don't know what it was, but it was crazy. My my biggest thought with this is that they're trying to promote the smart glass and using the multiple screens because they want to kind of compete with, you know, the Wii U and that, you know, that idea. Microsoft. This is called a phone. Your phone has a web browser that you can order pizza from. Better yet, your phone Holy sh- crap is a phone. <laughs> I'm trying to censor myself here. It's a phone. You can call the people. We don't need to use our hands or our voices. If I'm going to use my voice, I'm going to call a pizza place to order it, not say Xbox. 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 Italian sausage on my large pizza. <laughs> like, I just got my favorite order saved on the website. And I just go and then I get like two pop up points and I get a free pizza after like three. <laughs> huh. Just just use a web browser or call the freaking place and don't have this app that people probably need to have Xbox Live Gold for. Smartphones. Did you... One of the latest uh, Game Grumps, I don't remember which one, but they were talking about... Uh, John was talking about when he was in like math class and his teacher, like he's like, remember when we took tests and the teacher like told us not to use a calculator and they were like, we think you're going to have a calculator on you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and a phone and a... Just <laughs> it's a totally unrelated tangent, but I was at Best Buy earlier today. You guys remember the uh, the TI-83 Plus, right? Of Those course. Those were yeah. around our age. You know, we were in, uh, you know, later middle school, 7th, 8th grade, or 7th, 8th grade, or whatever. The cool kids had the TI-84 or something. You had the graphing calculators, and they had the really basic games. I mean, you had some of the, the shooters. Some people made, like, a Mega Man version for these TI-83 graphing calculators. I just played Black Dude. Texas Instruments has such a monopoly on the calculator slash graphing calculator market. The TI-83 Plus, $105. Oh, like it yeah, was maybe ninety to a hundred dollars when we were growing up, and like now the you know the technology is way advanced. If you still got that one, you'd be you know really basic these basic functions. Hundred and five dollars. I kid you not. Look it up if you're interested. Anyway, we've got a, a story pool to go through, and we've got some extra uh, topics. The first is you know Skullgirls. Obviously, they had that wonderful, wonderful fundraising effort. Uh, for all their downloadable content, you know, over like what was it eight hundred fifty thousand dollars? I think it was like eight hundred twenty three thousand eight hundred twenty three dollars. Okay, yeah, that's right because they had the eight. Got him <laughs> for those on Twitch. This is what Game Buddy's talking about here with the annotations on Kotaku. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, well, right. PayPal has you know we've had hosts on you know, in the past, guests in the past who have had issues with PayPal. And now they're holding money as collateral because. Members of the community held, not holding. Hell, that's true. Yeah. Um, members of the community are threatening because of the voting that is being done for the third downloadable content character. 
They're being such wuss bags, because they're, they're wuss bags, they could call them worse, that they're threatening to remove their donations if their character of choice does not get selected. Internet, that's enough. I, there are no words. I just don't. Un, I, I just don't understand that logic. Like I, I donated. I I don't even own the the full game yet. But I, I donated purely because I saw all of the the stuff they were wanted to oh, add yeah. to it. And I I know a lot of uh, people that have worked on it. And mm-hmm. I I appreciate it for what it is, which is a very gorgeous piece of art as a game. And so when it came to voting the characters, I was just like, eh, well, these look cool. I'd like to play as these. But when all of mine got knocked out, I'm like, eh, no big deal. You know, right. there'll be yeah. there'll be something else. But I, it's just, I mean, it's it's gross. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. And people, as, as far as I've seen some going around is a lot of people threatened and some people have actually pulled their donations oh. out. Unbelievable. And it's just, you know, PayPal, you know, PayPal's been pretty big jerks in the past about a lot of things but uh, you know as far as this goes i mean you can't blame them too much because here's almost two-thirds of a million dollars and you know they see that this is this is a a a fundraiser where nothing like has been created yet you know god forbid there could be a thing where they you know they can't deliver on all this and all this money is you know it's not a guarantee that you're getting anything. You're putting your donation forward in good faith. That's how Kickstarter and these things yes, work. It's implied. Yep. yep. So I, you know, I don't put the blame totally on PayPal for as a business saying, "Hey, whoa, you know, you know, this isn't like eBay where the person is pr- absolutely promising to give you this thing." But yeah, at the same time, it's like, come, just come the heck on, everybody. Good goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. It's a ridiculous situation after such a, a wonderfully successful. That kind of language here, game buddy. <laughs> calm your s word. Calm yourself. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's good that people <laughs> called PayPal out on it and they unfroze uh, Lab Zero's account, so they are still getting the money. I think they're still holding a little bit of money as collateral, but mm-hmm. it's not like impeding their progress overall. Right. Yeah. That's I really mean, dumb. It's, it's just sad. Uh, the other one is another Metal Gear Solid collection. I mean, this one was hinted about a little while ago as the Legacy Collection, PlayStation 3 exclusive. I mean, this is this is what to play if you are looking to get in the Metal Gear Solid series before 5 hits. Nope. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, I saw... 3. <laughs> I mean, the first... You like how Raiden's not on that picture? <laughs> right, he's like a mainstay in one of the games. Yeah. There's two of the games now. If you want to be technical, <laughs> that's not in the collection. Four is in it. Mm-hmm. Peace Walker HD. Two and three are the HD versions. You have the VR missions. It's pretty much everything except for things like portable ops or acid. Or, but yeah, they didn't count. make any, they didn't make any actual new uh, like upscales or anything like that. This is all basically just repackaged original content. Like, I think I will. I think the only difference is, and this is cool. It's not really that big a deal, but the Metal Gear Solid 4 will come with the trophy patch on it. Yes. Yeah, that's, I guess yeah. that's true. Which came I out, saw, good God, later. <laughs> I saw some, some story mentioned that um, that the the 3 version has the the original Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2. Yeah, that, that was that's the in the HD port. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the case in all. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I must have missed that in my copy. I haven't looked. No, at yeah, it. I mean, unless you know it's there, I wouldn't imagine. I'd just imagine you'd go to load game every time. Well, yeah, and I know it. I know it doesn't have the uh, uh, what is it called? It's the substance version of the yeah, game, but it doesn't yep. have all the uh, the bonus. It doesn't have yeah, it's your online, but that's it. Yeah, no, it doesn't have online. It doesn't have Snake Tales, and it doesn't have Snake versus Monkey. Oh yeah, that would right. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. But yeah, if it's basically just a repackaging of all the games, I mean, yeah, this is the ultimate collection. If you don't yeah. Yeah. you don't already have a, a copy of the original Metal Gear Solid and stuff like that. Yep. Which uh, hasn't aged that well over the years. I mean, uh, the Twin I Snakes mean, is, is kind of strange with all its acrobatic, you know, directed yeah, cutscenes. I'd say it's aged all, very sure, well. Sure glad they didn't do any of that in the other games. Oh, yeah, no. oh wait. <laughs> No, oh God! Me and you argue every like week on Twitter, and I have you here, and I just remembered all those arguments. <laughs> no, oh. look, okay, <laughs> look, Snake and jumping off missiles is a bunch of crap. Him like well, Spider Man in the corner is a bunch of crap. He doesn't what? do any. Of, he well, doesn't okay, compared to, okay, compared to crawling through a literal microwave with no protection, or or fighting. A shirtless old man who who puts you in a headlock and kisses your cheek, and you get a trophy for it. It's exactly. That was one of the last ones. Can we also it's, talk about Raiden breakdancing with a sword in his foot? No, yes. look, this, all the cyborg ninja stuff is fine because that's what they Man do. Machine, but... son. Oh my god, that, that made me happy. <laughs> Blade um, Wolf DLC in waiting. June. Buy it, everybody. Oh yeah. Um. It, I understand that at the time when Twin Snakes came out, that it may have been really different, even compared to like Metal Gear Solid Two. But come on, you cannot argue that that the the some of the crazy stuff that they added to did not migrate into the other games. I mean, the guy there's a dude, a villain in Snake Eater that controls bees. I'm not saying just, look, mm, look, all oh, the not the bees. Oh, all the crazy villain stuff, like the cyborg ninja, like all the cyborg ninja scenes in Twin Snakes are badass. They no are. question. They are. But when Snake is like Spider Manning and drop kicking, that was the best. And I forgot about it when I replayed it. When uh, he fights Rex, he just tries to kick it like he's Goku. And I'm like, why well, was that? That was the first thing I would have did too. It's like, why would you do that? He doesn't do that. He's very grounded. He's very CQC. He doesn't do that stuff. Liquid, Liquid's my favorite because he's like saying he's the inferior one as he's cartwheeling on a guide rail. Yeah. Like, yeah, those jeans suck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's coming uh, this June. It is PS3 exclusive, which is a downside for those who own the Xbox 360 or Wii U. Uh, but that is that's something that I'm, I'm tempted to pick up, even though I already have the HD collection. I want to know what the box looks like. What's in, like What's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah, exclusive isn't um exclusive isn't too hard to believe because this is obviously just a repackaging, and they yeah. they'd have to to do the an Xbox or a Wii U version. They'd have to go, you know, way they'd have, yeah. They'd have to It'd just be too much, four, too much. Or I think something's up with four that they won't give that one up. Yeah, I can't I remember. Know. I do hope. Um, well, probably not. I don't know. I'd love to see a Twin Snakes on the Wii U Virtual Console someday. That'd be cool when we do the uh, the GameCube games. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It, it, the crap I give Twin Snakes, 
uh, I don't I don't dislike it. I actually prefer it just because facial animations. Yes. Like I, I don't yeah. know, it's easier to get into the story, but there's just some like every twenty minutes I'm like. <sighs> to me, like Which, that's the part that hasn't aged that well. It's just like those faces. It's the faces. <laughs> I, I completely agree, uh, but first person kind of breaks that game too because it's not designed for it. Right. Yeah, I won't. I won't argue that. Um, Twin Snakes was the first version I played, and in retrospect, yeah, it's pretty easy to see that. Okay, it's a it's pretty much a straight-up port of all the level design, and they added a first-person mode. Especially which is, during the Ocelite fight. You won't yeah. be able to, ah, my head! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was like a Snake Eater where they, they probably had something planned as far as the free yeah. camera in the, the special right. edition. Right. Um, but, yeah. Did you, uh, did you find out those little set of pipes in the Rex hangar where you could instantly ant- uh, freeze and... I didn't find those until years later. No, I just just found out about that like a month ago. (laughs) Brilliant, isn't it? Uh, I was totally okay with that change because that part sucks. Yeah. Well, moving on here. um, Yeah, sorry. (laughs) You know, Mother 3 did mention the translation. (laughs) Uh, Well, I do too, but we've got... We only have only so much time here. Uh, Mother 3, you did mention the translation that Nintendo has had it offered for free here. Um, but also here, we talked about a couple weeks ago with the new version of Mewtwo. It is confirmed now to be an alternate form. He has this ah, nice. transformation sequence during an anime scene, and uh, it's, it's almost like an awakened form. Like Mewtwo has awakened to his... Super Saiyan 3. Bottle <laughs> <laughs> cap opener. Exactly. Frieza. <laughs> I don't. He does. He did kind of look like that before. The Frieza I mean, thing. I don't think it's as bad now. I think all all, all that was like initial internet. Like, what's that? I, I guess. He's still an asshat. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's better that it's a new form as opposed to a new evolution. I, I would have rather had the evolution that, to be honest. Really? I I would have. A legendary that evolves. Yes. Would have made him, like, kind of unique. I guess. I mean, I, I, I am kind of sick of these these forms. But Yeah, that's kind of the thing. It's like, I got sick of the forms after Deoxys. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's as, true. As somebody who doesn't have much, like, I play the Pokemon games now, but I, I played Blue, and then I didn't play another one until um, the... Gold Heart Gold remake. Oh, okay, yeah. And so, I mean, you know, I I know some of it. I played some spinoffs, but like this, I'm just like, oh, okay. I don't have that. I guess that old school rage of, no, they're messing with Mewtwo. And I mean, it looks silly, but I'm I'm like you said, I'm kind of glad it's an alternate form, yeah, than than an actual evolution like a Mew three or whatever. Because oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> They've had Mew three. There's Mecha Mew two in the musical, oh, yeah. and I fell like for Mecha the uh, I fell for the Pika Blue rumors. Yes, with red and blue. Barrel, yeah. <laughs> Good times, those. I mean, I'm interested to see what they do with you know older Pokemon with you know evolutions and all that. But did we have to go to the legendary well with this? Like, I'm I'm not entirely sure with that one. I don't know. I just, just kind of feel like thing. I kind of like seeing new things happen to the old stuff. 
old dog new tricks. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I have been hoping for updates for the older, uh, the older Pokemon because every so often you'll see one or two show up in like the competitive scene that I haven't always been there. Yeah. Like I think Starmie. Sounds is about one right. Of them. I think yeah. Stuff like that. You'll see you'll see stuff like like that happen every so often. But I, I do like seeing some things and. I probably will be burned to the stake for this, but I'm kind of hoping that sooner or later we'll finally kind of get the uh, the Pokemon Cries updated. Oh, yeah. No, I, oh, t- no, I totally won't. agree with you, actually. I agree, actually. If, if yeah. it's updating them digitally or actually localizing them, I agree. Right. At it, least I, run it through a new sound chip, because yeah. Like, yeah. you can tell the age based on the cry. I think that that's a little game-breaking. You know, I hear you. Yeah, because it's, like, it's like, yeah, it's Charizard, and I have Rhydon, and they sound exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> and then Zubat. I, <laughs> I understand why they they probably wouldn't uh, do, like, the actual voice because of all the localization. Sure. But, yeah, at least at least update the digital ones because, yeah, they, they sound terrible. I remember thinking that in, um, in uh, playing White, how, oh, here's all the new ones, and then... Oh, here's the new. Yeah, here's the old ones. Oh, okay. It sounds like my Game Boy. Yeah. Yoko, why does Star You say "Hey"? <laughs> because Star You is secretly Jackie Chan. He's like he's like Steve from Borderlands. Hey, is there is there some Japanese Hello. like is there some Japanese anime or like Star You's original name thing? I don't know what's going on there. It might be. Nah, close. man. He's just a huge fan of He Man. It might be. Hey, uh, Ben. <laughs> That's oh, a good boy. question. Say hey. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, got, I got a big laugh out of that. We we were watching like all the gym battles one night. Oh, good. And Star nice. came out. And preemptively, I just went, yeah, and it did it. And my friend was like, I didn't even remember that. <laughs> nice, nice. How can you not remember? My brain's full of stupid crap like that. Finally on the story pool here, the next Call of Duty game is supposedly called Call of Duty Ghosts. Oh, they're making a new one? I had no idea. (laughs) See, the plot twist in this one is that there's only one level, all your enemies are ghosts, and since bullets just go through them, you just instantly die. And And then Activision makes a million dollars with no effort. Yay! It's called Ghosts because all of your main characters die. I bet if you worked at a GameStop and uh, they, they actually made it like that, it would still sell a bunch and people would come back and be like, man, this game sucks. I didn't put Nuketown in it. Some <laughs> <laughs> equally stupid reason. Oh, jeez. Well, uh, I mean, this is apparently going to be uh, actually confirmed on May 1st. Um, you know, the NBA playoffs are going on. They're probably going to have some sort of commercial deal. Or a commercial this, for the commercial. Right. <laughs> and uh, GameStop's received uh, the different stand-ups uh, already, so... They are prepping for this reveal, so that'll be within a week. Um, it's likely that this is going to be confirmed. You look at that box art; like that's looking like pretty legit box art. And, uh, Infinity War behind this one. They are done with the Modern Warfare trilogy, and then uh, Call of Duty. I'm just waiting for Call of Duty Duty Calls. So. Yeah, <laughs> I guarantee Call of Duty, you. Duty. Um, <laughs> I, I'd be I'd be willing to make a a prediction that you're you're going to have a level demo at. Microsoft's E3. Oh, oh of course. Uh, even if it's not on 
the next Xbox, which uh, might be, but you're you're gonna have the the level demo. It's absolutely yeah. So I remember <laughs> what wasn't on the story pool, Yoko. Oh yeah, what's that? Uh, real real quickly, we mentioned this before the show, but Rayman's delay got lessened to August, which still yes. is about the same length. Oh, but uh, the Ratchet and Clank movie got announced. Ah, well, we do have a certain soapbox <laughs> for that one, so Yay. we'll get into that a little bit more. Well, it's not on here, and I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> this man was eating a sandwich. I was eating a sandwich. You just woke up. I, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, we've got 15 minutes left in the show. Let's do five minutes talking about the games that are out recently and save 10 minutes for our soapboxes. Or if we can do it recently quicker, that's good too. The new uh, fighting game from the creators of the latest Mortal Kombat, Injustice Gods Among Us, is out. Uh, very good story. Anyway, very good story. Really? Tell us, tell us a little bit about it. Uh, like, I only got in the hands-on time with the uh, demo, but the gameplay felt pretty solid as far as I could. And I think the story is probably... Like, it's more interesting than most of the stuff going on with, like, New 52 and DC Comics in general right now. Yeah. Like, no joke. And... They have announced there's going to be a season pass for it with uh, four DLC characters. They've announced the first one, which is Lobo. And yep. then, uh, uh, yeah, I know. I'm excited, too. And then Lobo. the big rumor going around is that the other three are going to be uh, Martian Manhunter, Atrocitus, nice. and Power Girl. Nice. I have no oh. idea who the third one is. Can you say that uh, name again? I know Atrocitus. Power Girl. He's a Red Lantern. Oh. Uh, oh. Him. And, and speaking of you the... Mean, the... It's not the cat? Not the cat. <laughs> <laughs> but they have cat physics in that game. That's true. They do have cat physics in that game, but it's not the cat. Speaking of the, uh, the so story, for people that don't know, is that I think like 99% of the voice cast is from like the Justice League universe mm-hmm. cartoons. It's, mm-hmm. it's really? pulled from like Justice League, uh, Teen Titans, Young yeah. Justice. Uh, they're, did, they're mostly just returning people voicing their Did Kevin movie. do Batman? Yes. Yep. And, uh, oh, Richard, I did not know that. Richard Epcar is a badass Joker. Yeah, absolutely. Like, long live like, Hamill is dead, but... <laughs> yeah, now that he actually Epcar. has good material to work with instead of Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, he really pulls out all the stops as Joker. Who voices Raven? Uh, uh, Tara Strong with a heavy filter. I was going to say, like, when I, was, when I was listening to the Raven footage, I'm like, that's not Tara Strong. I but, mean, wow, Tara... I mean, definitely I heavy mean, filter, if so. Teen Titans Raven's a lot different than Comic Raven, I'm sure. This is true. Although, they did do something interesting in that their alternate costumes for this game, some of them actually have different voices in the originals. Like, Nightwing, Nightwing's costumes have different voices, and there's a DLC uh, Green Arrow costume that changes his likeness and voice to match the actor from the series Arrow. Now, it's not going to be like Square Enix and Tomb Raider where they want 30 bucks for a Japanese pack, right? No, no, no. Okay. No, no. <laughs> so you're saying if I'm a DC fan, I should probably buy it? Yes, you should definitely mm-hmm. buy it. And uh, there's also a uh, tie-in iOS game that it's pretty heavy on microtransactions, but if you do certain requirements in it, you can unlock like five or six exclusive costumes for the console game. Or you can do what I do and cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Because I hope that they, basically, uh, just, how much? How much is the game? Is it sixty? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the iOS game is free though. But if you know somebody who's already unlocked everything in the iOS game, since the WBID you use to link iOS to console isn't exclusive to gamertag or uh, tablet, you can just find somebody who's unlocked everything, log in on their tablet, get all the unlocks for yourself instantly. 
then log in on your console and you'll have all the costumes. Nice. Hmm. I hope they get the DLC situation settled with the Wii U version because I'm honestly interested in it. Yeah, that's really frustrating. Yeah. Uh, We have Pandora's Tower, which is the third and final game in the Operation Rainfall movement. So that has been accomplished. Yeah, no kidding. It's been out for a while overseas, but it's good to finally get it here. Uh, also, Shin Megami Tensai Devil Survive or Devil Summoner Soul Hackers. That's a. I have a lot of friends who have been playing this, but I know nothing about it. So I just asked Durtek to do like a three sentence uh, summary of it. Oh yeah. And this is what I got. Okay. Nineties is FRPG. Hilarious look back at what we thought the future was going to be like. If you didn't name your main character Zero Cool, jump off a building. <laughs> Thank you for that. I don't think we can can beat that at all. From what um, I know of um, Shin Megami Tensei is that it's like Persona, but with more phallic imagery. Yeah. Well, Persona's already pretty heavy on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a first-person RPG where you can fight demons or like recruit them to join your side and become allies and teammates. So oh. it's, been, it's been getting good reviews so far. It's apparently much better than the Saturn port. So. Cool. I'd rather wait for Persona 5. Like, I can't wait until the day when we hear anything <laughs> concrete about that. Uh, Dead Island Riptide is also out, a uh, sequel to Dead Island. Uh, it's kind of getting panned pretty uh, heavily. As a oh, Dead Island game so- not going over well with the public? Shocker. By the way, that, that bloody torso statue that, oh, that right? got all that coverage that yes, they apologized yes. for, they sold it anyway. Of course they did. Yeah. Not- why, why would they not? Uh, people bought it. I, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> uh, also, Dragon's Dogma: Dark Arisen is you know taking the additional content, bundling it with the uh, older Dragon's Dogma uh, for forty bucks, I believe. I know Master WGS is a big proponent of that game, so at least give it a look into. Uh, you know, if you want a uh, RPG kind of along those you know, fantasy veins. Uh, and then also, finally, Poker Nights at the Inventory 2. Um, Cyberlink, I know you've been digging into that one. I have, and it's very good. The writing is just as good as you'd expect. All the characters feed off of each other really well. But now, run, run by also, the four again, because I'm trying to remember. You have it is, Claptrap. Uh, you play against uh, Claptrap from Borderlands, right. uh, Brock Sampson from Venture Brothers, Sam from Sam and Max, although Max helps him out. And uh, Ash from Evil right. Dead. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, GLaDOS acts as the dealer. Wouldn't have a better wow. dealer. <laughs> yeah, oh. and it's very, it's very, very, very funny game. But I completely forgot how bad I am at poker, so I won the first tournament, and I lost the next ten. Uh, what is this? They, uh, is this on Steam or like... It's it on Steam, Xbox Live, and uh, PlayStation Network. What Steam, do you got it on? Uh, I got it on Steam. Uh, that's I play bucks, with right? you. Yeah, it's five bucks on Steam, and I think ten on Xbox and PSN. Oof. I will get but, that because I just got Steam. Yeah, Yay. it's cool because you've got exclusive unlocks for each version. All of them you can unlock Borderlands Two content. Uh, Steam you get TF Two items. Xbox you get Avatar items. PSN you get themes. And uh, they actually added some interesting stuff gameplay wise. Like now you can play Texas Hold'em or Omaha. Uh, oh, that's you can, nice. you can that's buy cool. drinks for your uh, opponents <clears throat> to make their tells easier to spot. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, you get like percentages during the showdowns where it'll be easier to tell how close you are to how much chance you have of winning a hand. Uh, 
there was one other big thing. What was it? Oh yeah, there's like special challenges you can do to trigger the sequences where somebody will put in uh, one of the items that will get you unlocks for uh, oh. borderlands and whatever. Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's definitely an improvement on the original. I like it a lot. And there's some very funny dialogue that I almost don't want to spoil. Of course. Uh, of course. Did you mention that... Uh, Ash is not uh, Bruce, not Campbell, Bruce Campbell. To sound like, oh. well, did you say something about Sam as well? Um, Sam's the same, but Max is apparently different. Oh man, which is That's... weird because it is—he's now being voiced by somebody who I saw on a different show that I thought literally sounded exactly like Max. <laughs> so if you didn't oh, yeah. know, you will not notice the difference. Well, yeah, at least it's at least that. Okay. Hmm. hmm. Very interesting. <laughs> We've got ten minutes left for our soapboxes, and then we'll wrap up the show. So. We'll try to make it a little quick, you know, getting our soapbox ramped about anything media-related. Re- I'm going to stick with the Wii U, and it is frustrating to see the lack of EA support. I mean, we remember, you know, day one of its you know, reveal uh, a couple of E3s ago, and E3 gets on stage with the no longer CEO, John Riccatello, and he's, you know, EA, we're, we're backing the Wii U and all that stuff. Well, then according to... The rumor and how it goes with the story is that EA wanted Origin to be the online, uh, you know, I uh, not really OS kind of online offering on, of choice for the Wii U, but because Nintendo was like, um, no, we're gonna do our own thing. EA has gotten apparently bitter, and it kind of makes sense with why none of their you know games that you know at least the the big solid ones. I mean, you do get uh, the Need for Speed Most Wanted port. Uh, which is nice, you know, some improvements there. Uh, but on the whole, I mean, they were talking, you know, yeah, Battlefield will be on, you know, the Wii U and all that stuff. I mean, Battlefield 4 is only announced for PS4 and probably the next Xbox. But where I take the biggest umbrage with that is uh, with EA Sports and how that is handled. Uh, because I grew up with EA Sports games. Like, sports games were one of my roots as far as video games go. So I was looking forward to you know the next Madden game on Wii U and I'm I'm one of those guys. I'm not like the every year dude bro Madden but like I'm I like football enough. I do a freaking sports podcast where I'm interested in football I, and I like video games and I want to play Madden or NCAA. What they did last year with Madden 13 on Wii U was that on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 versions there's like yeah, new engine, new physics, new collisions. It's the best one yet. And then on the Wii U version, it's like, well, we don't have that engine on this system because the Wii U is too new and we didn't have any time with it. And so we're thinking, okay, yeah, and well, next year, next year, I'll I'll get Madden next year, whatever. They're not doing FIFA. They're not doing NHL. They're not doing Madden on Wii U. They're not doing seemingly any of their franchises. And I think it's just because EA is being a little bitter bitch, and that's really bothersome to me, particularly on the EA Sports front. Um, and I think if you know the Wii U doesn't get that support that they got to start raking with the first-party software, at least start there, get that install base, maybe that'll draw some of them back. But it's it's almost eerie in the fact that you don't want that third-party you know, history, almost as it were, to repeat itself with the Wii U. But... For a it company really, that I miss the days of GameCube, PS2, Xbox. Yeah, when everyone kind of got a, a good amount of everything, and it really bothers me because of the hardware difference nowadays. That Nintendo's just like, nope, 
I know. I mean, it it should not be an issue at all, and yet that's that's something that it's bothering me. Yeah, it reminds me of the the comments the guy with the Unreal Four engine made. Right. That he right. he basically he made a really really well dickish comment about no, it's it's not going to be on the the Wii U. It's just not going to happen. And then the next day he clarified saying he like look, it can happen. I you know, uh, sorry. Yeah, it's I don't it's yeah, it's like I said, it's a weird attitude that that didn't really exist in in uh, Xbox PS2 GameCube era. Yeah, it's 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 troubling. That's yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Tony, your quick soapbox. Man, I was sick. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to bitch about that for a minute. Uh, I got the allergy attack from hell. I could not breathe through my nose. I'm still a little stuffed up, but they gave me some medicine and like a steroid shot and stuff, so it's cleared up. I could tell. I listened back to two of the last shows, and I could tell when I could breathe. <laughs> like comparatively, it was funny. Uh, but on top of that, I just got dental surgery not too long ago. Nothing like bad. It was just like uh, I had a baby tooth in a spot for a while, and they're just gonna put like an actual tooth there. Mm. Man, love you, UPS insurance too. By the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty good so they're like don't chew on that side of the mouth uh, for like two months until we get the tooth in I'm like alright and then I got two canker sores on the other side Oh man and like I didn't wear my mouth guard because it was hard to breathe through because of my allergies and man just nothing nothing in my body was working that week can we spin this back to media did you play any games during your sick time <laughs> oh it's gotta be media related I just thought we could bitch about stuff <laughs> Maybe you could talk about the fact of, I don't know if you did it before, but uh, on the show at the very least, but explain why you were having such difficulty with calls. You might have done it last time. Oh, oh yeah. a little bit. I think that's good now. They haven't called us back or anything, but I think you've, you've stuck with the call the whole way through. I yeah. Think that's an accomplishment. I mean, it's five people, so. Good God. <laughs> that was annoying. <laughs> I'm back now. Yay. Yay. Sorry, mine sucked. I didn't think about that. (laughs) Keep rolling. Go to the next one. Jeremy, you're up next. Okay, I'll try and keep this concise. Um, I just my soapbox is the the whole thing with Metal Gear Solid Five and David Hayter. Like, I I understand and know enough about the the voice acting industry, especially in video games. I understand why actors get replaced. Um, for like um. When, when Leon Kennedy's voice got replaced in Resident Evil 6, his previous voice was one of the last original actors they were using. And he was also, if I remember correctly, based not in L.A. Yeah, he was in and Toronto. So I kind of understand giving the role to Matthew Mercer. He's a very good actor. He lives in L.A. But this, okay, the whole thing with Metal Gear Solid Five and Metal Gear in general is I know Hideo Kojima is a massive troll. When it comes to oh no when question, it, when it comes to to anything, but I always respected him because I I felt like he understood what he wanted to do with the franchise creatively and made a lot of decisions that a lot of of developers and publishers would never make. They would say no, that would that's going to alienate people as far as gameplay goes, or you know you can't do that, or you won't have the mass appeal. But he obviously doesn't operate in that same mindset for a lot of things. Um, but this 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 decision to to seemingly replace only David Hayter as the voice of Snake. What do you mean? Um, only? What do you mean? 
What do you mean only? Is anyone else coming back? Yeah, the the, the voice of um, Kaz is obviously Cam Clark. From, okay. Or not Cam Clark, not Cam Clark. Um, Robin and Downs. Yeah, exactly. The same guy who played him in um, in uh, Peace Walker. I am um, positive he's doing this to do the voice transition to older Big Boss. I am. Yeah, positive. see, I would I would believe that if the the guy that was playing Big Boss sounded like uh, Richard Doyle, who played him at the end of, of four. Oh, has I, he talked? Yeah, no, like as far yeah. as I know, the only people who have talked are like Kaz and Ishmael Kiefer Sutherland person. Yeah, and yeah, that's another thing is people, there there's some people saying, I don't hear it, that Kiefer Sutherland might be not only the voice of Ishmael, but the, the new voice of this this big boss, and, and Ishmael is some like hallucination, psychological thing. But anyway, it just, it really casts doubt for me on the entire, the what's going on with the series now, because if if Kojima is really making this decision to, oh, you know, this is a new thing, we're going to inject life into the character, that's the same bullcrap that, like, Ubisoft pulled when they changed um, uh, Sam Fisher's actor. Yeah. And the same, it, it happened with uh, with Infamous as well. They said, oh, well, we needed somebody who could do the voice and the motion capture. Which well, I, won't e- I won't even get into that. But it, it Infamous, that, that actually pulled off for the best yeah that worked out eric Lane yeah, people did, good there job. was a lot of people who didn't like the uh original cold voice well yeah any just just using that as an example that's the reasoning that they give is oh right. well mm-hmm. basically this was more convenient and it just makes me doubt whether kojima values the the english version the western the western version i think he, no i think he does because yeah, they, they i think they're I'm very sure he knows how like important haters of the franchise like, he loves haters version of snake as far as i know so oh yeah, yeah well yeah it's like like we say as far as we know and i i'm not putting it above the realm of possibility that this is all an elaborate thing but we already know for the ground zeroes trailer that it's snakes uh japanese voice is not changing right. now we haven't heard anything in japanese for the phantom pain part of the game right but it, My, it just I'm... really it, it really it irks me that that there's a possibility that he's not joking and that he's seeing the actor. I have zeros parts, and then for Phantom Pain is Richard Doyle. It's it, that's completely possible. Um, but as it goes right now, is we we haven't heard anything uh, anything after the fact. No clarification. David Hayter himself is either a master of of. I hope along. that's the case. I really hope to God that's the case. <laughs> Yeah, he's either a master of deception on his social media and knows just what to say that sounds like he is disparaging Konami, but he isn't. Uh, see, I, I, I don't know. It, me personally, that bugs the hell out of me. And if it's totally straight, I won't be buying the game because the, the cinematic experience for Metal Gear is half the fun for me. No, I mean, I, I, I think I, I trust Kojima too much. I, I know there's a reason for it. There was a thing with uh, 4 that really bothered me where they didn't get uh, Liquid uh, King Clark to do Ocelot. Because yeah, in the see, Japanese, that's what they did. And then well, they it, did that it worked because, out better. Uh, well, they did that in Japanese because uh, Ocelot's Japanese VA passed away. so they needed. Uh, I, I was aware of that, but, but I was really always... freaking like King Clark. <laughs> and I thought that would translate better. But for what the story was intended to be... It worked out for, like, we got the better version almost, in a way, of what it was supposed to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, and but I mean, see, that, it's that, not that like it's not like roles don't get cast in Metal Gear. Like, look at Twin Snakes with uh, Gray Fox. Mm. Yeah, that was just a change, though, because like that guy was available because he did a uh, uh, Darpa Chief. He did that guy yeah. too in the original. Greg Eagles. Yeah, yeah. but they're like, ah, oh, let's change uh, Gray Fox, which it's not too bad. David Hayter is important to the franchise, and Kojima's smarter than that, so just yeah. don't don't count it out yet. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that okay, it's I'll just throw this out there. It's not like Sonic the Hedgehog, where the the personality is in the character, like built in. Like, and you think Sonic the Hedgehog, you think a guy that you know sounds like a game show host or Jillian White, depending on how old you are. <laughs> but but I mean, David Hayter basically crafted the Western version of Snake through his performance. If you listen to the Japanese version, it's very different. It's still deep. But it's more, it's it's a lot different from from what Hater interjects into. Oh, it is, yeah. Right. So yeah, to have somebody come in and you know inject new life into it, or even try and ape on David Hater, it would, it, it's just, yeah. I, if I don't it think is it's Richard gonna... Doyle, will you be? Will yes, you be I will okay absolutely be okay with that because that is the that would be the transition okay. from Naked Snake to Big Boss. I feel like it has to happen in one of in. It has to happen at the start of one of those because he can't just wake up and be like, "Oh, Richard Doyle," you know. <laughs> or maybe, it would be maybe, weird if it was maybe, in the the, maybe what they want to do is they have Richard Doyle doing it because it's going to intersect with Metal Gear One, and they'll have David Hayter as actual Solid Snake. That, that's yeah. my guess. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I saw your be, tweets about that a while back, and I think that's a very interesting theory. That's best case scenario. Yeah. Anyway, give, um, give him credit. <laughs> I, I promise you, he's a smart guy. I, I hope yeah. so. And they wouldn't go to the effort of recasting everyone else. Like, that's the thing that gets me. They wouldn't recast everyone else if, like, they're like, oh, let's just not get David. We hate him, you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, Luke, we, you're a soapbox here. Um, well, a couple I'm trying days to move it ago. along. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's sorry. <laughs> it's totally me. Me and Game Buddy could argue for an hour if we wanted to. Yeah, but my soapbox... <laughs> uh, a couple of days ago, they made the Sony made the announcement that they've par- partnered up with uh, Blockade Entertainment and Rainmaker, formerly known as Mainframe, the creators of Reboot and Beast Wars, that they are working on a theatrical Ratchet and Clank movie. Mm. And uh, they've made a couple announcements. It's going to be an adaptation of Ratchet and Clank 1 with uh, Councilman Drek and all that. Uh, same voice cast for Ratchet, Clank, and Quark. Very important. Uh, they and uh, they've also uh, they put out a teaser trailer. It's very much in tone with the rest of the series. The lead writer is going to be uh, T.J. Fixman, who writes all of the Ratchet and Clank games. Good. So you know it's going to be in tone with the series. And they're actually doing something interesting in that uh, Insomniac is uh, going to be working with them very closely on production. They actually have basically all the game assets. So they can use those to block out scenes during the pre-production phase, oh, cool. and basically just cut down yeah. on uh, all the pre-production stuff significantly compared to some oh, other yeah. animated film. That's great. So they'll be able to jump into actual animation much faster. And just based on what we know and nice. everything that they've talked about, it's this could be like probably the first, basically perfect game to film adaptation, more or less. And I hope it's a trend. Oh yeah, absolutely. I want I want to see more companies like being hands on in the production of 
these video game yeah. movies because up I, to now they've been very separate entities and I think that really uh, Sony or Nintendo or whoever making these movies being like <coughs> totally Sega. involved in the process <laughs> yes Sega, being very involved in the process would be infinitely better both for the movie's quality and for like uh, helping to advertise the games that they're based off of like I would yeah. not be shocked if there was uh, remake of the original Ratchet and Clank released to tie in with the movie or something yeah. along those lines. I feel like we need that. Maybe not only strafing. for the reason of strafing, yeah. Uh, but I was going to say uh, for story because it's a movie. Uh, Ratchet's a total asshat in the first game. Like, he sucks. He is such <laughs> an asshole. And it really bummed me out. And then two, he's fine. After two, like, he's fine. He's a good guy. But at yeah. one, he's just a dick. Yeah, and also to be the fair, bat- they all they are bringing in elements from some of the later games, like the Galactic Rangers from three. Yeah, uh, just the the thing that makes me most happy because you know how movies are in Hollywood It's just like, oh, we're going to recast everybody, so they're actors that no one gives a crap about because it's a cartoon. Uh, uh, they got all the actors to do the voices. Thank yeah. you. Which I hate uh, to say, that's probably you know the fact that it's not a. A well, a super well-known animation yep. studio. Yep. It was probably a cost thing, which says yeah. more about the voice acting industry. But well, yeah, the yeah, studio's I'm, I'm happy first uh, theatrical release was that uh, Escape from Planet Fifty One or whatever that came out oh, last year. Oh, really? That one. Which, okay. from what I understand, yeah. terrible story, great animation. And yeah. since you've yeah. got the Ratchet writer on it, that Sounds means right. story's fixed. So we've got the best of both worlds. Now, correct uh, me if I'm wrong. The, I the think under guy, this... Oops, sorry. The bad guy in the first movie is Kevin Michael Richardson, and I can't imagine he's too hard to get a hold of either. Right, right. Probably not. Right. Yeah, correct. the current casts are all, like, um, working, like, regular working voice actors. Right. So, the, yeah. the, like, the alien, like, mechanic guy is the janitor from Scrubs. Or was. Oh, <laughs> they didn't... Did they change him in later They changed. They changed him in... Uh, What's it called? Uh, Tools of Destruction. Really? So now it's uh, Wacko Warner. Oh, that's fun to me. Yeah, but uh, I'm hoping that this does well because I just want to see a movie with Nefarious and Lawrence in it. That's true. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. I think under the same deal, they're also going to be working on a Heavenly Sword movie. Yeah, they had already... It's straight uh, to DVD, been, though, isn't it? Yeah, right, they had already right. been working on a direct-to-DVD Heavenly Sword movie. Hmm. They just won't let that franchise go away. <laughs> yeah, right. So, <laughs> PlayStation All Star. She's an All Star, right? Hmm. What? In Kratos with boobs? <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. Uh, super. What about yours? Um, I don't really have much, but I do have a small Talk little thought I want to. <laughs> yes, I cleared Adventure Time in uh, just under like three days. Hmm. So I caught up on all that. No, huh? no oh, not no. the game. I did play the, like, demo the game. That the time. game takes like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only played the demo of the game. But uh, no, I I just wanted to. Make, I just had a thought come by recently, and I've been thinking about it a lot. And is it just me, or are we getting a lot of games, especially like AAA titles, that have their endings in DLC? Yeah, it's mm, been happening yeah. a lot more recently. Like, Mass Effect Three had their entire big DLC, a big thing, uh, and I, I could you can almost yeah, Asura's Wrath. That's right. Yeah, I think Asura's the first Wrath. one to do it was uh, the Prince of Persia reboot from like 08. 
Oh, yeah, I remember that. Splinter Cell Conviction also had something like that, I think, in the co-op. Mode, uh, the Splinter so, Cell yeah. Chaos Theory, yeah. That one really pissed me off back in the day. I was playing with my friend, having a good time, and then all of a sudden the story ended. I'm like, Where, where'd it go? And I, it's just been something that's been coming to mind recently. It's just like, well, Dead Space 3 had that happen. Like, their entire Awakening DLC is just, like, more of an ending. Oh. And mm-hmm. Fallout 3 does that. I mean... Dead Space 3 actually ends, but then it picks up right where I left off. Yeah, I... It's weird, because I don't... Because I'm glad you said Fallout 3, because um, I'd argue that, I mean, that was the end for for that game. It, I mean, it wasn't conclusive as far as what happens, but everything that came after that was like icing on the cake, though. It's like the main game ended. You finished depends, the yeah. main quest. Everything else that came after that. Of ending. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But but yeah, everything else. Like I remember the Prince of Persia thing, and if it actually is adding a legitimate ending onto it, as far you know, compared to like a cliffhanger, I mean, that's just kind of scummy to me. Yeah. I, I mean, Arkham City did stuff after the ending, but I don't consider that like more ending. That's right. just like, oh, there's I mean, yeah. a side story stuff. completely uh, separate. Exactly. But, like, uh, the thing that Kat brought up was, was think, made me think about it was almost all these EA games that are coming around. Uh-huh. Like yeah. Mass Effect like Mass Effect 3, I feel like, from what I've heard of some people, the Citadel DLC, while awesome, I think that would have been done better just if it was part of the game. That's true. That's very true. And... Then, of course, we had the whole DLC ending to get over the old ending. The extended cut. (laughs) Yeah, and Dead Space 3, you know, it ends, but then, like, there were so many unanswered questions that you realized, like, it can't really end here. And as as I think Dead Space 4 was canceled, and as far as Awakening went... I think that was a rumor. um, Or I think it's Awakening. Peter Moore was saying, like, oh, the Dead Space 4, that's, you know, that's still... And the cards and all that. I think that was just people trying to bag on EA with the whole worst company in America. Where that's a whole other discussion, I think, uh, for a no whole kidding. other time. <sighs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of this, yeah, it would be another discussion of DLC in general. Like, mm-hmm. uh, still, we don't know. We've had developers say, "Well, you know, we finish the game, and then while we're re- waiting for all this, we start working on this." And you know, it, it's just, well, who do you believe? Who do we, right. you know, are the it's yeah, it would be a whole other show. Right, <laughs> That's right. for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Just kind of like, are we seeing a, certain, a time where endings are becoming more DLC? Because I think DMC also has one as well with mm-hmm. Virgil's Downfall right, DLC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, I think that picks up right after the end. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so it's like you have your ending, but then like here's something that happens right afterwards, so the story's not actually done yet. Yeah, it's like that happens a lot. I mean, it just here's depends kind of an on example. how it's done. Here's well, here's kind of an example of what I'm kind of talking about here. You have your game end at a point, but then you release a DLC that continues the story right from your their story you're ended. So depending on how it's done, like you said, just it makes you feel a little off, and it makes you feel like. This actually came up recently when I was... I started thinking about this while playing Fire Emblem Awakening. Mm. Because after, like... There's a certain point in the game where 
you complete basically a story and then it picks up a second story. Yeah. And it's like the first part is already done. That story is completed. Here's the next story. It's almost like its own little sequel within the game. Episodic the content, The Walking Dead. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's basically episodic con- content and that's what I'm starting to feel like our DLCs have become. But then is they're overpriced that ending, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're just overpriced and yada yada yada. Hmm. It's just becoming our our DLC endings, our true endings aren't given to us in the game. So we're spending somewhere like where we would be spending sixty dollars, we're spending eighty, one hundred, depending on how the price goes. Well, we'll see how that changes. We'll, we'll see how that changes with uh, you know the onset of digital sales and all that going more towards that. Um, that's an interesting thought. Um, we'll forego the last you know, bit where we have a thought that just you know goes about you know have some sort of thought that we just talk about, not necessarily game or media related, but five second five media seconds soapbox. Sure. Okay. Teen Titans Go isn't that bad. Chill the hell out. <laughs> good, good call. Mm. Oh wow, that's I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. I'll Everything that has here. to stay the same. Change is scary. Make it go away. I just watched <laughs> it, and I'm like, well, that was cute. <laughs> and I was done. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much my, my thoughts as well. Good point. Well, uh, you know, Luke, Jeremy, or Cyberlink Game Buddy, thank you so much for being on the show. I mean, it's really enjoyable to have you on. And oh, we'll always with wall, bro. <laughs> I mean, whatever. We meet at Yomacon, and I'm, I'm still looking forward to Yomacon again this year. Holy cow. Things. Oh, this year's Yomacon is going to be big. Hype, like hype, you hype. can't even imagine. Yomacon. I mean, I can't wait to do you know the, the panels again and everything just to see everyone there. I mean, it's it's going to be a big party. So those in the Show Me Your News community, spread the word. You know, come on out to Detroit in you know, early November. It's going to be a great friends. time. Yeah, and and we'll try to have you on sometime before then at least. Um. I mean, just just to have everyone out there from this community. I mean, we've been there for the past few years, and it's been just fantastic. It only gets bigger every year for us and for, you know, the, the city of Detroit. I mean, we have a few of us here from Michigan, and that, that means a lot to us. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah. Well, with that, for Show Me Your News, I am Yoko. I'm Super. I'm Tony. Cyberlink. Endgame, buddy. We're out. Take it easy. did i read just scroll through ign real quick i know rayman got like undelayed well not undelayed but delayed less mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah up a little bit yeah the end of august now yep yeah, which, yeah. Is which which is pretty yeah. much september like <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean still what's the and i'm like i'm not an invested rayman fan at all um but still, that pissed me off so much. Just right. the logistics of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, when the creator gets 
you know, pissed off at the uh, the decision. Yeah, you know that something's yeah up. I guess when the when the the devs and the creator have the the nuts to basically tell the publisher that they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? They did release that, um, the challenge map thing on the Wii U, which I wonder if they didn't release that because they took those out of the Wii U version so Mm -hmm. all the versions can be equal. Oh, man. Oh, I didn't think about that. That's a really good point. Yeah. Whoa. I still have yet to download that, so... Yeah, which it is free, but it's true. Still, it's at true. the same time, if if that ends up happening, which is just, I just dude, you can see that happening. Now that you mention it, <sighs> take the Wii U exclusives out, make it its own thing, and then all the oh my goodness, oh. <laughs> gosh. On that note, are we all ready to start here? Sure. I yeah, I'm so. back.